Pro Podcast, we review pulmonary hypertension, often called core pulmonale, and the use of sildenafil, more famously known as Viagra. Pulmonary hypertension is classified as an increase in either precapillary pulmonary arterial or postcapillary pulmonary venous resistance. In dogs, the disease often occurs in older, small breed dogs as a result of chronic lung disease, chronic left-sided heart disease, heartworm infection, pulmonary thromboembolism, or left-to-right cardiac shunts. This is one of the reasons why it's so important that we treat underlying lung disease before it progresses to pulmonary hypertension. The clinical signs of pulmonary hypertension may be indistinguishable from primary respiratory disease or congestive heart failure and includes tachypnea, cyanosis, dyspnea, increased respiratory effort, and syncope. Definitive diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension is made via echocardiogram by estimation of pulmonary artery pressures. Typically, a dog needs to have tricuspid regurg to have this measured on echo. Thoracic radiographs remain an important component to the medical workup in these patients, usually performed prior to echocardiography. Pulmonary alveolar infiltrates can occur in humans with pulmonary hypertension, but are not well described in canines. Such infiltrates in dogs are traditionally more readily recognized with congestive heart failure, pneumonia, hemorrhage, or non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema. In humans, these infiltrates associated with pulmonary hypertension can resolve with sildenafil therapy. So, Kellahan and all out of University of Wisconsin in Madison wanted to evaluate if similar resolution has been observed in treatment of canine patients with pulmonary hypertension and alveolar pulmonary infiltrates. They performed a retrospective study called Acute Resolution of Pulmonary Alveolar Infiltrates in 10 Dogs with Pulmonary Hypertension Treated with Sildenafil Citrate, 2005-2014, to and found 10 dogs that fit the inclusion criteria. All dogs were heartworm negative and had evidence of pulmonary hypertension confirmed via echocardiogram. In this study, they had three classifications of pulmonary hypertension. Mild, with an estimated systolic pulmonary artery pressure of 30 to 50 millimeters per mercury. Moderate, an estimated systolic pulmonary artery pressure of 50 to 75 millimeters of mercury. Or severe, an estimated systolic pulmonary artery pressure of greater than 75 millimeters of mercury. Dogs also received a clinical score between zero and four, with zero representing no clinical signs and four representing significant overt clinical signs in combined opinion of the clinician and pet owner. The dogs also received a pulmonary infiltrate score. This is based on a human score called the Murray Lung Injury Score. In simplest terms, the lung fields are divided into four quadrants with a score of zero to four given per quadrant and then combined for a total score. With this lung injury score, zero represents no alveolar infiltrates, while four represents severe alveolar infiltrates. The maximum lung score, indicating the most severe, is a score of 16. Overall, the median age of dog was 13 years of age with a median weight of five kilograms. 70% of the dogs were treated with furosemide prior to referral with no clinical improvement, and 40% were treated with antibiotics prior to referral with no clinical improvement. 70% of the dogs required oxygen on presentation with minimal improvement with oxygen alone. In this study, the most common clinical signs in the dogs included respiratory distress, syncope, and cough. On physical exam, 
Many of the dogs had systolic heart murmurs, pulmonary crackles, or cyanosis on presentation. None of the dogs had significant left-sided heart enlargement echocardiographically. Following the diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension, all of the dogs were treated with sildenafil with a median dose of one mg per kg orally every eight hours. No other medications were administered thereafter. So, what did they find in this study? Overall, there were significant reductions in pre versus post sildenafil results for respiratory rate, clinical score, pulmonary infiltrate score, and systolic pulmonary artery pressure. None of the patients in the study had radiographic findings to support the presence of congestive heart failure, pneumonia, or pulmonary hemorrhage, or had a clinical history supportive of a cause for non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema, such as seizures, strangulation, airway obstruction, etc. One hypothesis for the development of patchy alveolar pulmonary infiltrates in these patients is a mechanism similar to that which occurs in humans and animals with high-altitude pulmonary edema, which occurs at altitudes at greater than 2,500 meters, or approximately 8,100 feet. The mechanism for high-altitude pulmonary edema is complex, but the key pathophysiologic components involves heterogeneous pulmonary capillary bed pressure due to the variable degree of pulmonary capillary vasoconstriction in response to hypoxemia. Capillary beds experiencing significant vasoconstriction divert blood towards those experiencing less constriction, increasing blood flow and hydrostatic pressure in those regions and potentially causing alveolar flooding. So, how does Viagra help here? The potential mechanism for sildenafil's beneficial properties in resolving this infiltrate or edema would therefore be a more even distribution of blood flow across a capillary bed by reducing pulmonary vasoconstriction. Note, sildenafil causes pulmonary artery vasodilation via phosphodiesterase inhibition and results in increased CGMP production. The above-described mechanism is also the proposed reason for the patchy nature of the infiltrates noted, as opposed to more diffuse infiltrates or edema noted with cardiogenic congestive heart failure or non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema. Dogs in this study not only displayed improved respiratory and echocardiographic parameters, but also experienced improvement or resolution of pulmonary infiltrates with sildenafil treatment. The study is interesting and proposes a specific mechanism for pulmonary infiltrates in canine pulmonary hypertension patients, as well as a mechanism by which sildenafil monotherapy may resolve these infiltrates. The study is very small, however, and although the authors report that none of the patients showed improvement with furosemide or antibiotics given by referring veterinarians prior to arrival at the tertiary facility, we were not provided with a timescale of the average number of days prior to referral. Thus, although their clinical conclusions is most certainly correct, in other words, none of these patients had pneumonia or congestive heart failure, we can't ignore a compounding factor of these prior treatments. Furthermore, given the mechanism for the infiltrates proposed, similar to high-altitude pulmonary edema, furosemide could potentially have a positive impact on infiltrates caused by regional increases in pulmonary hydrostatic pressure and alveolar flooding. I think their conclusion may truly prove to be valid, but a prospective study using exclusive sildenafil monotherapy is the only appropriate way to draw such a conclusion definitively going forward. Also, 
If the conclusion ultimately reached is that no therapy other than sildenafil is necessary in these cases, the clinical application of this conclusion may be more difficult in practice as radiographic, quote, patchy pulmonary alveolar infiltrates may not be so readily distinguishable from bronchointerstitial pulmonary changes in patients with pulmonary hypertension secondary to inflammatory lung disease, which could potentially improve with corticosteroid therapy in addition to sildenafil. So, what do we take from this Vet Girl podcast? Patchy alveolar pulmonary infiltrates in dogs with pulmonary hypertension that's not associated with congestive heart failure may occur secondary to heterogeneous pulmonary capillary bed perfusion associated with hypoxic pulmonary vasoconstriction. Resolution of these infiltrates has been documented in association with sildenafil therapy, potentially due to reduced pulmonary vasoconstriction and more homogeneous pulmonary blood flow. So when in doubt, don't be hesitant to reach for a Viagra in those patients that you suspect have pulmonary hypertension.